0: welcome to another episode of
1: unconditionally unfiltered
0: i think we did that wrong it's been a minute nope it's perfect perfect
1: perfect perfect perfect
0: all right as you can tell by the title we're talking about egypt
1: finally for everyone who's been asking me four times per week we finally are sharing
0: Jalen's finally ready to share (laughs) don't put it all on me and we'll touch on we'll touch on some of the things that have happened so i'm not putting it all on you
1: okay so let's just jump right in so the first thing that i think is super important to this is i had my second channeling session with Elizabeth April in October and that gave us so much more insight to everything
0: like so much more I, and if you remember one of the reasons why we even felt called to Egypt was because of Jalen's first channeling. She had that, and the very next day, her friend invited us to Egypt. So it's and didn't of, even
1: end up going, but it just shows you nothing yeah. happens by accident.
0: There are no accidents. Exactly. So we'll we'll insert um, portions of that channeling now. I just
2: wanted to make sure that this. You didn't ask these questions like months ago, but uh, you're like, I go to Egypt in four weeks. Is there something specific I need to connect with while I'm there or anything I need to do before going? Is that, did you uh, recently ask that or was that like months ago?
1: I asked it. So my last session with you, you um, brought up sex trafficking um, Um, as part of like an issue with why I don't have a sex drive, all that stuff. And then you also mentioned something about Egypt. Um, Mm -hmm. It was very brief, but then literally like eight hours later, someone offered me a trip to Egypt. I said yes, and we're going in four weeks. So I want to kind of just dive a little bit more into that because (laughs) I'm still struggling with the sex drive, the sacral stuff. Um, And now it's like back issues and gut issues, and it's all in the same area. So I just want to dive a little bit more into that.
2: Perfect. Okay, cool. Let's take a look who are connected. So the Egypt stuff and then the uh, sacral chakra stuff and the gut issues, the back issues, it's all, it's all the same. Okay. Um, What your guides are saying is that all of this stuff is flaring up are the words that they used. It's getting worse uh, before it gets better. It's like just your body's like bringing your awareness to it. What's really beautiful about Egypt is that it has some of the biggest and most powerful portals, okay, on planet Earth. This is why people are just naturally drawn to it. Um, And so aside from all the other things that came up about Egypt, um, I just want to mention with the gut issues, while you're in Egypt, to, to really manifest what you want, to set intentions for what you want. And one of the things you can absolutely ask for while you're there is to heal the sacral chakra issues. It, it, the sacral chakra issues have nothing to do with Egypt, okay? But you can utilize the power of Egypt and the portals of Egypt to heal that, okay? So they're saying absolutely, you should be having some major releases in that area. They're even saying you might feel like spontaneously crying and it may not have anything to do with Egypt. It may just have to do with the healing of the gut issues. All right. Um, same thing. You might have some crazy lower back pains or some crazy gut issues. It always gets worse before it gets better. Um, but just keeping that in mind every day, every place that you go to, to really just heal those, uh, lower abdominal issues. Okay. So that for sure is going to take place while you're there, and I think that that's why it's all kind of escalating. Um, now, speaking of Egypt, you've had a number of lifetimes there, and what if, ugh, there were so many flashes of things. One of the lifetimes that was really significant for you was you were a part of the ancient Egyptian mystery schools, okay? And so I don't really know what that means other than like there was a lot of ancient knowledge and wisdom that was super, super secretive back then that you kind of got in on. And one of the things that you learned, huh, it's funny because it is connected to the sexuality, like the sexual stuff is the Tantra and the anking, Um, is something that you learned in these ancient mystery schools. I'm just going to ask your guides about that Connection. I want to see if there is a connection there, if there is maybe a block there, or maybe because you've learned those things and how to connect in those ways, maybe that's going to really unblock you or help you unblocked uh, specifically. So one second. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. There is a connection here. It's not a connection based on your block, your sacral blocks and your sexual blocks are coming from a lot of the, um, the sexual trauma from past lifetimes and abuse and the taking of your power and those kind of things to the point where you just can't get in your body long enough to enjoy or really feel that and get turned on um, what's really cool is what you've learned long before you ever had the sexual abuse in other lifetimes was during these ancient Egyptian mystery schools the tantra and the onking. I would say that if you go there really really focus on tantra and onking, and also I would say explore the Horus connection because even though that didn't come through in your question, that came through in the group and that's specific to the group. I mean, how random is that, right? Or not random. So really focus on, maybe there was a temple of Amking and a temple of Tantra or something in, in ancient Egypt that you can go to and explore or there was a God that was the God of Tantra or whatever. Just see what you can kind of dive into and explore that way because what your guides are saying is, The sexual connection, all right, to really overcome the physical block is to not make it about the physical at all. To make it about the energetic spiritual connection sexually rather than the physical because there's still the trauma in the physical and it's almost like the trauma is a wall like in the sacral it's just a it's just a straight up like the defense mechanisms go up you shut down you're kicked out of your body and it's like that's it like there's no getting past that the second you reassociate sexuality and sexual expression to energy and expansion and connecting to pure source frequency is the second you're just going to totally move through that wall because the wall doesn't exist in that space in that realm once you get to that space sexually which is Tantra and onking um, then you can fully heal the physical blocks it's almost like you've done everything you possibly can to heal the physical trauma there but there's no there's nothing else physically no no amount of cord cutting letters or even revisiting past lifetimes can help you heal that wall other than just totally surpassing passing the wall with something that has nothing to do with the physical world whatsoever. And that information, that knowledge that you've learned before is being held within ancient Egypt. And it's so beautiful because this information didn't come out last time because um, not that you weren't ready for it, but things weren't aligned to, to hear that now that you're going, it's like, boom, here you are. And you're, you're getting this information. And it's so beautiful that you were able to be in this group session and all of that great stuff as well. Like so divinely aligned um yeah so that's that's something to really focus on is the ancient mystery schools of egypt onking Tantra, healing that, healing the sacral through that, uh, it's going to be so, so powerful. And then moving forward from Egypt, it's important that you do your own Tantra practice and your own Anking practice on yourself. Don't even worry about bringing a partner into it because the second a partner comes in, the wall goes up and there's no getting past it, right? So work on the energetic expression first. Um, I also see that there's a lot of like this happens quite often when we have a significant lifetime or multiple significant lifetimes. We leave a piece of our soul at that place. Like we leave a piece of our information, our knowledge, our soul essence. I mean, we live there, we die there. And so there's like, there's about two or three lifetimes that are waiting for you there. And it, what it feels like, it's like those lifetimes are going to now anchor into your soul. So there's going to be like aha moments, breakthroughs. There's going to, it's like these pieces of yourself are coming back to you along with a lot of DNA activations and a lot of pieces of knowledge and wisdom um, are going to become coming back to you from ancient Egypt. You may not consciously see it. You may not consciously even realize that they're coming back. Maybe you feel it viscerally, maybe not. Um, Either way, just know that they're coming back and they're going to really integrate after your trip. Okay. So you might make those breakthroughs during the trip, or you might make them long after. But the number one thing is the healing in the sacral. Um, That's going to be really, really key uh, for you when you go there. And I just want to see if there's anything else. Yeah, it's just be very clear about your intentions and and what you want to experience while you're there. Um, Even just beyond the sacral chakra healing and then the DNA activations and bringing that through. What else do you want? Just the joy and fun and laughter and like new foods and like things like that as well. Okay. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Jalen.
0: Okay, so I think it's probably good to start off talking about our intentions going into Egypt since Elizabeth April just talked about that in the recording.
1: Yeah, so I think, I mean, one of my intentions obviously was to heal my body, to pick up whatever I needed to pick up to help move through all of the sexual trauma that I had experienced in past lives and that I have brought into this life. So I think that was my main intention. And another thing that I really wanted and I kept in the back of my head was just not having any expectations of what that was going to look like, because I think it's easy to in my head be like, Oh, I'm going to have these visions. My body's going to shake all these crazy things are going to happen. So I just wanted to go into it with a knowing and a trust that whatever I needed to get from it was going to, I was going to get it.
0: I love that. You did a great job of showing up with that. Um, yeah, my intentions were to step more into my power, to continue to step into my masculine. So yeah, I think that was my intentions as well as any any fragments of past lives. I had a little channeling experience with Jaylen before and seeing us together something some past life of us being in Egypt. So I was like a I don't know. She was an Egyptian and I was like a like a Greek soldier or something. So there there was something where I was feeling called not not that it would bring our relationship full circle, but hopefully that it would pick up some fragments of us there. So
1: just knowings and knowledge and experiences and I mean I feel like there was things were so different back then. You so know? different. <laughs>
0: just Definitely. a little. So yeah, so those were our intentions going into it. We're, yeah, so we're excited to go. Um, thankfully through work, I hit like diamond status on Delta. So I got upgrade certificates. And so I upgraded our flights to like the most comfortable seats ever. We were flying over on Air Airfront. So they have what's called like La Premiere, And it's like so nice. Like you pretty much have your own room. It's like I don't know. Five stars. Saunder was
1: looking forward to this more than I think the trip itself at this point because he was sending me like <laughs> YouTube videos like babe look at this.
0: It was crazy. So I'm like so pumped. We get the email the day before our flights. It has like our seats in there, like La Premiere on it. We get to the LA airport. So after connecting Vegas to LA, and they don't even have us on the airplane. They have us on standby. So they don't even have us in these flight, like in these seats. And I'm like, here's... And both
1: of our stomachs just like dropped.
0: Yeah. And then I'm like, what do you mean? Like, here's my confirmation. I'm showing them like my confirmation email with the seat number. Anyway, they're being like, they were pissing me off.
1: They were not, they were not very nice. Just like
0: so condescending. Like, do you know how much these tickets cost per seat? I'm like, I just wanted to say, you're working. Never mind. I won't get into that. So
1: (laughs) He was really mad. (laughs) I was
0: like so mad. So anyway, they end up like, and I guess added context, we did pay for like premium seats on the way there in the first place. So they end up finding a seats in economy and they say there's two middle seats we can put you in.
1: Not even next to each other. So here's here's the issue, a tiny bit of a backstory. The issue is I am six feet tall, Sonder is six, four. And we do not fit in regular seats. So the issue necessarily for me, like, sure, I wanted to have that experience. I know Sondra wanted that experience. But when I found out we had zero seats, not even in the ones that we paid extra for with the legroom, like it uh, It actually was devastating because what was going through my head is like, my back is going to be hurting, my knee's going to be hurting i'm not going to be able to walk while we 're in egypt like it was i mean it was a whole thing it wasn't just us being like petty about these fancy seats
0: a little petty, but yeah, more of that. <laughs> So, so they end up finding a seats next to each other, still an economy, but at least then
1: they made someone move, which was, I was so grateful. She was totally fine moving.
0: Yeah. So thankfully that happened. We were at least able to sit next to each other
1: for a 10 hour flight with no leg room. And it was so hard. And guess
0: what? No one was even in those seats that we were supposed to have. Yeah. Which is like, I was like so annoyed. So obnoxious. Well, I actually got over all of it and just like surrendered to it. So don't forget, he surrender. literally
1: punched the wall on the way down, and I thought <laughs> we were gonna get escorted out. I was so nervous.
0: <laughs> yeah, going down the the gate, I was so mad. So anyway, not my finest moment, but so starts off like Rocky. I was, so I was like just so upset. I think you know after like an hour or two of like settling in, I was like totally fine, like whatever. So. So just more wanted to set the stage that not all things go as smoothly as possible. And I feel like, I don't know if we necessarily needed that experience, but I think it was good for us to at least surrender off of the bat and just like to focus on our intentions again, come back to center, neutrality, whatever you want to call it.
1: Well, and I had so many followers messaging me saying like, oh my gosh, like the forces that be are already trying to like get you guys in a bad mindset or like ruin your trip or just like put a sour taste in your mouth at the beginning of your trip and i was like oh my gosh i mean even if that's not true it felt some of that resonated with me because i feel like that's kind of been a theme with all of this work is there are you know forces that don't want us to get to our highest self so who knows but
0: negative entities i thought
1: that was another cool little perspective and a good lesson
0: yep great so yeah so we Eventually land in um, Egypt and it's like one in the morning, midnight, one in the morning. And it was crazy driving downtown through our hotel. Um, It was, everyone was like awake and there's like kids, like little babies on the back of motorcycles and kids.
1: Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, I don't know if I fully understood or, or, yeah, I don't know if I knew it was a third world country. For some reason, when you go on Pinterest or go on Google and you're looking at people's Egypt pictures, it's so magical. And I mean, and I think our pictures were too, but what you don't see is all the garbage on the side of the roads and everyone barefoot and it's just dirty and so crowded and it just wasn't what I expected, but it was also really beautiful. And there was something beautiful about the pace that everyone was going. It just felt so chill (laughs) like it just felt so simple here simple is a better way to say it it just felt so simple
0: yeah yeah so that was that was yeah that was pretty eye-opening like right off the bat um and yeah i think honestly like cool to experience and to see so yeah we eventually get to our hotel meet everyone like the next or no i think we had a day off right so we we got we got there
1: early but we we literally slept for so long so when we woke up it was like like three or four yeah it was was three four o'clock so we didn't even leave the hotel the first day we just got food and then went back to bed
0: (laughs) yeah hung out so so then the next morning we we meet everyone with like the group and it's kind of like that awkward moment of like
1: for us at least who's
0: with who like you know kind of thing so it was cool. Um, Got to introduce everyone, and then our tour began. It was like six a.m. I think the first day, so we felt really bad for the people who got in at like two a.m. that night before because yeah. they were up at six. So, yeah. So we'll now just kind of highlight like we we went and visited a lot of different temples. Um, some of the cool things like every day was pretty much like two days in one because most days we were up at like three or four in the morning, and then you know we would go to a temple do a holographic sound healing. We'll talk more about that. Um, And then we'd come back, eat breakfast, maybe take a nap or relax for like an hour or two, and then we'd be out again for another like eight or nine hours, getting back at like eight or nine at night. And so it literally felt like two days in one, like every single day.
1: Yeah, our tour guide kept telling us, this is not a vacation. Stop complaining about 3 a.m. (laughs) wake-up calls. And we're like, it was pretty funny because this was not a vacation. This was not a relax. Like this felt like work. Yeah. It did. It was a trip. Yeah. It was there to like
0: experience as much as we could experience. And
1: to soak in as much as we could. Like I I told Sondra, like, I want to say yes to everything. So when, when we got an opportunity to do the balloon ride, it was an extra charge because that wasn't in our tour. And I said I would never do that because I'm a little scared of heights. But it was just like a full full body yes. Everything I'm like, I'm gonna say yes to everything because I want to experience everything that we can here because i don't know if i'll be back so like let's experience it all
0: yeah yep great so so we end up um we we start out in cairo uh i think we're there for a day or two and then we got on an airplane to luxor um it's like an hour and a half like a drive if you're from utah salt lake to st george kind of like distant so um so yeah talk to us about the temple of luxor because that was like your where you first you know felt
1: yeah the funny thing is, when we walked into the temple of Luxor, so the reason why we did such early mornings and later nights sometimes were because there were so many people, like just think, what, 20, 30,000, do you think?
0: In I some mean, places? Luxor, yeah, probably was like. Ten, ten thousand. i would i would say so the purpose 15, of us yeah. going
1: super early and being able to get those private experiences was so that we can miss the crowds and so we could get those private experiences so the temple of luxor was not one that we did a private experience so i kind of went into it like walking down i was kind of like not annoyed but just like uh probably not gonna get anything here like there's so many people everywhere and i don't even like having like tons of people in my pictures because i just wanted it to be this like private sacred experience but this was the place that i felt the most which was so funny it was like the universe was like oh i'll show you so it was a good reminder to me that despite like the chaos going around i can still find the magic and purpose and everything so walking into this place was really cool I, every time I touched the wall, my body would start to vibrate and I would have the most insane chills. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot out of that out, like outside of that. I loved the stories. The stories were amazing. Every place we went, I don't even know if I could remember half of them that he told us at this point. Luckily we recorded a bunch of them. Um, but, and some of my favorite pictures came from here too, like in the middle of the columns, is that what they're called? Columns.
0: Pillars, so, I columns. wouldn't
1: say I got any like specific knowledge or downloads there, but because every time I touched the walls or the pillars or anything in my body just started vibrating, I know that I brought home so much from that experience. I know that like my body was doing something, who knows what, but again, I was not. Like, my whole goal was to surrender and not try to be like, oh, what was that? What am I feeling? What's coming up? Like, I didn't want to be like that. I wanted to get everything I needed and just stay out of my head. So I just enjoyed it and kept touching walls because it felt good. And it was really cool. And it was at night, which looked it was even cooler because Well, we
0: got there right at sunset, which was like unreal.
1: Yeah, it was so beautiful. And the stars, then the store stars were out and it was just really cool.
0: Well, and the Temple of Luxor is crazy, too, because it's like literally right in the middle of the city, like they've built around it. So there's like main highways like running right by it it's like pretty crazy and and our tour guide or our egyptologist actually was like he's like this is why i love egypt so much because these sacred ruins are just like where they need to be and it's almost like the people like congregate around them so yeah and it's also hard to
1: see how it's not taken care of like on the grounds of looks or temper there's just trash everywhere i posted about it on my instagram stories and All my highlights are still there if you want to go back and look at pictures, but that was definitely a hard part, a hard part for me. I feel like it kept hitting me was the, the land there is so sacred. And our Egyptologist told us they're still discovering things on a weekly basis, like literally weekly basis. You guys they are still digging up things and discovering things on a weekly basis. So it's pretty crazy just to see like such a sacred land with so much history and so many probably hidden secrets that's just being trashed yeah but i mean i don't it's i don't think it's anyone's fault i mean it's a third world country they don't have great systems there yeah so hopefully things change in the future but
0: well it's fine it doesn't affect anything so pretty wild um pretty cool thing we'll we'll touch on the next temple later in talking about this but they have what's called the sphinx road And it's like thousands of Sphinx, like a few feet apart, going down this like 1.6 kilometer road. And so it's like almost like a mile long road that connects the two temples. And it used to have Sphinx on both sides and three different types. It's like pretty crazy the things they did and how much they... Yeah, I guess like...
1: Everything has symbolism. Like there is not one thing that doesn't symbolize something like the directions of pillars the directions of the buildings how the buildings are set up like literally everything has intention and meaning behind it which was really cool.
0: Yeah, so powerful. So, yeah, the Luxor Temple was yeah, I think the really the first time I, I started feeling more of like the magic of Egypt because the first temple we went to was like the Step Pyramid.
1: That one was really cool.
0: It was really cool and it, it was it was a pyramid actually built by the Egyptians where most of the other things we looked at weren't. So, um, anyway, in we'll our talk opinion. About that. yeah, well, I think in most people's opinions. Uh, yeah. So, um, so then the next place where, yeah, where I like really felt it is we went to the temple of Hathor. Um, and we did our first holographic sound healing there, which was like so cool and just like so powerful. Like, I don't know, feeling the feeling the vibration there from the instruments and the voices and everything happening there in like Hathor in Hathor's temple, which are like the the beings of like sound and music and love. So it was just like such a cool experience to have that in like the Holy of Holies.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important to note that this is not like this is not allowed. They don't let people go in temples and
0: you can't even meditate. You can't even... The guards ask you to not to meditate. They'll
1: ask you to leave. Like, you can't meditate. You can't be doing any of this. So the fact that we had a guard... A guard? The fact that we had the Egyptologist that had connections with so many people and was able to get us into these spaces early in the morning or whatever so that we could have our own little private session was just, like, incredible. It was like
0: was insane.
1: their this trip was worth everything we paid and a million times more.
0: Yeah, and the... E- we'll we'll throw this out there while we're talking about our Egyptologist he other like Egyptologists and like tour guides would tell us like how lucky we were to have him he's like the OG like Egyptologist he's like 60 years old and but he has like the best energy ever so upbeat his name's Sammy he's the man
1: yeah I mean I put some of the recordings in on Instagram too and people are like oh my gosh he's like so smart and he's passionate and Yeah, every time we'd walk past anyone that knew him, they'd be like, you guys don't understand how lucky you are. And we're like, oh, we do. Like, we are so grateful.
0: Yeah, so... And then the last cool thing we did at the Temple of Hathor is we went down into the crypt. So the crypt for them, it's almost like an initiation where you're going and you're almost like going to a place to let your ego die and then you're coming out a new person. So you go in and it's T-shaped. So you can go... You go down the left and then you go down the right. And down the left is just like tons of hieroglyphics and etchings and things like that. And on the left side, I found a picture of like a reptilian, which was like crazy. So crazy. So we, yeah. So that was wild. And then, um, and then you go on the other side and we did like a little meditation and thing down there. It got like so muggy and hot. It was like crazy. Turned into like a sauna. And then, Yeah, on the other side, it's a little bit open, more open, with like a, kind of like a not a tomb, but I forget what you call it. So that was like a cool, yeah, experience to like do that and kind of like leave some things there and come out a new person. So, yeah, it's very cool. All right.
1: Where was the next temple we went to, that we're about to talk about? What temple is that?
0: No, we need to. Well, we're going out of order. Maybe we should go Nile cruise.
1: I don't think it matters, but. Okay.
0: Well, that's yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, let's do Nile cruise. Okay. So, yeah, tell us tell them about the the Nile cruise we went on and what I the-
1: loved the Nile cruise. I I when we got on, I was like, yes, we get a sleep in, we get a little more flexibility, but that was the, the biggest <laughs> that's ha-ha. when we like woke up the earliest. yeah, that was the biggest ha-ha ever, which um, we're
0: grateful we were able to. yeah, I
1: mean, we're super grateful. I was just like we get a cruise, we get a hang out, which there were a couple times like the night of the full moon while we were there, we got to be out on the boat and that was so much fun um So yeah, we hopped on the boat. That was a four day cruise. Yeah, four got day a cruise, cruise down the Nile, Nile, and then along the way we got to hit up quite a few temples and experiences.
0: Yeah, we went all the way down to Aswan. And the food was the best
1: there. Like, I had given up hope on Egypt food. I was kind of like, okay, this is just not my jam. But as soon as we got in the boat, I was like, this is my jam. (laughs) But I will say, a lot of people ask us this, and it wrecks a lot of people's tummies. Sondra luckily didn't have issues But most of the people on our tour group and I mean, my, our friends went a couple weeks before they said everyone. So
0: don't take a modium. Jalen did that. We
1: learned that the hard way, but it's, they have Egyptian medicine there that helps with literally everything. Like I got a UTI and we went and got this Egyptian medicine and I still have it here and it's amazing. So it's
0: like all natural. So, so yeah, so we're on, we're on the boat. Um, It's pretty cool too. Like, so Maybe one of the cons or one of the things that gets old in Egypt is they all want to sell you things and they'll follow you around. It was pretty cool. Like on the boat, they would come up to your boat and they would like paddle with you and they would throw things up in like plastic bags. Like to launch
1: you. because we're on a freaking cruise boat <laughs> and I was like, how are they going to get that up there? And then they throw it and you're like, oh, okay. Like they That's launch crazy. it. They launch it. We're
0: probably we're probably like forty feet in the air. We're pretty yeah, high up, at least. So. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So that was, that was like a cool experience. Um, and then the one morning we didn't have something, we were like, you know, we were finally able. I don't think we had to leave until like 11 a.m. or something. So we had like a full morning.
1: Yeah, we didn't get, we didn't even leave our room until like 10, like 10 something.
0: Yeah. So, so that like middle of the night, I think you fell asleep. Yeah, you fell asleep pretty quick. I couldn't sleep for whatever reason. And then all of a sudden I have like this crazy ego death. And then my mind or my ego is still like trying to hang on to, I don't know. Yeah, just trying to hang on to not like dying. And so it convinces me that I'm like going to die physically on this Egypt trip. So then I'm just like bawling and like writing out in my Evernote like, Pretty much my last words to everyone that I love. And so it's like one of like the... Man, that was like one of the hardest things I've like ever had to do. Um, but it like made me so grateful that I'm still here. And, you know, obviously and for through your the people. Trip. So, yeah. So that was like a crazy experience. So, you know, eventually I think it's like one or two in the morning. I finally like fall asleep after going through all of that. And then I wake up that morning And we usually don't like cuddle when we sleep. So at least it's harder for me to cuddle when we sleep. For whatever reason, like Jalen, like grabbed my arm and like put it on her chest. So my palms like facing the ceiling and she's just like breathing on my arm and I can just like feel her breath. And I'm just like so grateful for her. And like my heart is so full and I just felt so much love for her, for you. And then
1: is that when I woke up?
0: no that and then that's when i like eventually we stopped but I, I bet it was like a good like 45 minutes to an hour of just that yeah and so i was just like fully present with it and just like feeling all my feelings and then eventually wrote a poem to Jalen, and then um then she yeah wakes up that morning and
1: i and Saunders acting a little weird <laughs> And I was like, what's going on? And he just like loses it and starts crying. And he's like, it took you a second to get it out. But he was like, I think I'm going to die. And I was like, what? And then, of course, like the fear rushes through me. And then I kind of like thought about it for a second. And I was like, this has to be like an ego death because there's just I don't know. It didn't feel it didn't feel truth to me. So I think we were able to work through that like pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we did, and we shared a lot of things, and I don't know, we just got, like, a lot of things out, and I then read you my poem, and that was, like... So good. Made me cry again, <laughs> made you cry, yeah. even, so it was, Even?
1: Like... I usually am the one crying.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are a crier, I guess, but...
1: It was a really beautiful morning. Yeah. Like, it was a really beautiful morning.
0: And then what else happened that morning?
1: Oh, Sonder got some sex.
0: So, finally... <laughs> broke our, our celibacy or whatever you want to call it. So
1: yeah, ish.
0: Yeah. But at least having sex for the first time. Yeah. So, so it felt like very magical. I mean, I felt like I was able to see Jalen like as like a goddess, which was like super awesome to see in Egypt and experience that. So, so yeah, that felt, that felt amazing. Like energetically, physically, all the, Emotionally, everything felt pretty awesome there. Uh,
1: It was a beautiful morning. I mean, it was literally the only morning and the only time that we had together, because it was literally go 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 all the time. And as soon as we get home, we'd crash. As soon as we woke up at three a.m., we'd have to leave. So there wasn't really time for connection. So that whole morning, I feel like we got we worked through so much, so many tears. Obviously, connected and made love. So it was a it was a really special. It was a special morning, and I know everyone's probably like, wait, we want more. We will share more in a second. (laughs) Back to Egypt.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the Temple of Isis then.
1: Okay, not Sekhmet?
0: No, I think that was after Isis. It wasn't? Mm -mm. Okay. All right, we'll talk about Sekhmet then. So, pretty cool. So, this is where that other temple then, the the road or the Sphinx road connects to this other temple. I forget what the name is, but if you look in Luxor, it's the temple that connects there. They have there a statue of Sekhmet. Um, And so it's not only the energy center of like that temple and that area, it's actually like the energy center of all of Egypt.
1: Which is crazy. Like that room is the energy center for all of Egypt. Yeah. And another thing to know is, like, people aren't necessarily allowed in there. I think, like, you have to pay the guards off, and they'll let your group in there. Um, But you're not allowed to take photos. You're not supposed to post photos. Um, People, like, the guards have gotten fired before for letting people in. Yep. Um, So, they're very, like, do not take photos. And, you guys, my photos, I wish I could share because there is, like,
2: light beams.
1: And you can see orbs and all these crazy things in the room. Like, they're beautiful and you know i mean i think there's there's always a time to keep things sacred and i don't mind keeping it sacred but i of course want to show my friends like it's so magical
0: yeah it was it was amazing so so we did another holographic sound healing in there and it was just like so powerful i received a download or message there that i need to figure out ways to move energy and connect outside of sex so, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a, an important download. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of what, yeah, the cliffhanger, I guess we'll keep it on for now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was just like a super powerful experience. And then they went and showed us just different things throughout our Egyptologists. And I just mm-hmm. kept like filling, feeling this need to like go to this arch that's like, all the way on like the opposite side of where we were at. And so, but I just like kept filling it. So when we got free time, I'm like, I don't know why Jalen, but we need to like go this way. I need to like go to this arch. And we end up like one of like the guards or someone like found us immediately. And I'm just like, I need to go here. And he's like, all right, follow me. So we like, we went there. He took us to like all the spots they want to like take us to, to get like tips and stuff like that. Um, so one of them like was pretty cool. It was like the false door. Mm-hmm. It just looks like a bunch of like doors just in, in like, each other out of stone.
1: Spirits pass through. Yeah, like people can't pass through, but spirits can.
0: So that was like cool, and and some cool like other symbols, some like seven onk symbols together, and like there were some cool things like that. But then eventually we go to where this arch is, and I put my hand on the archway, and it was like the craziest thing. Like Jalen took a picture. And, like, all the light that's, like, there in that picture is, like, crazy.
1: Yeah, the light flares on the bottom.
0: Yeah, it's, like, All of it's in
1: my highlight bubbles, if you're ever curious. Yeah,
0: so look look for that. It's, like, a very big archway with me, like, on my hand. And I just, like, felt, I don't know, like, one of those fragment experiences is what it felt like. Just, like, taking that all in. And I even had, like, a past, not necessarily a past life of mine, but I had, like, a vision there of, like, what it was used for. And that was... So that, I forget, I wish I remember what that temple was called, but it was, like, so powerful. Yeah. Alright, Temple of Isis.
1: Temple of Isis. So something to note about Isis. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but it was funny. Us going into Egypt, we knew about, what, King Tut, who's, like, actually the most unpopular...
0: It's like a nothing, a nothing like Pharaoh.
1: But that's like what everyone, when you think of Egypt, like that's what we're shown is his face. And we learn, we learned so much. We actually got to see his, his bot, like mummified body was the only mummified body that we got to see. That's the one that's there.
0: Yeah. The reason he's so famous is because his chamber was discovered like 80, 90 years ago. And so it's the most well-preserved where all the other ones, you know, people went through and stole and took everything out of it. And his is like the littlest chamber. Yeah, like, some of them go like mile, like a mile deep into the mountain, and his is just like this little, this yeah. Little but chamber. it's
1: just it's just like almost hysterical that that's how everyone knows. It's yeah. like Cleopatra and King Tut is how everyone knows Egypt by. I mean, that's how I knew nothing. So yeah. going into this, like I had no connections really with any specific person, or I guess you'd call it goddess. Yeah. And when we got there everything kept drawing me to isis i mean even my necklace that we got the
0: cartouche in luxor
1: so the cartouche yeah we got this in luxor um and it was a very pricey purchase like very pricey purchase and i was like i don't think i can do it like that's just a lot of money to spend on jewelry um and they brought up this piece and they're like we have one Gold Isis piece left, so this is yours if you want it. And I was like, "Are you? Are you just saying that? Like, or do you really?" And they're like, "No, this literally is the last piece. You can get a silver, or you can get this, but this is our last Isis." So, it just felt meant to be. But literally everything after that, it's like every answer I was getting was Isis. Everything I was drawn to was Isis. Uh, like just so many things, yeah. and she's like the goddess of love,
0: light. I mean, it's like everything.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things, but. That's who I kept being drawn to. And I mean, there's so many other just crazy things that fell in line, including this book that Sondra and I are reading right now, which we will (laughs) we'll share um, because this is another cliffhanger. But it's going to change our lives. So
0: we'll just say we're going through a sacred experience and process right now. Yeah. that We want to keep. Keep close until we go through it to yeah. know what we should and shouldn't share. So.
1: But it's like the the synchronicities just continue to blow my mind. Well, it's
0: crazy, yeah. How much ISIS just continues to come up,
1: in more every, and more.
0: How we're back when we're back, and
1: even in back. in situations and scenarios that you would never guess. There she is. <laughs> so this was probably one of those beautiful experiences. So this was another like three a.m. experience that we you know bright and early we got to go. And do another holographic sound um, experience in the temple. And then we got to watch the sunrise, and it was just, like...
0: Unreal.
1: Incredible. Pictures don't do it justice. The videos didn't do it justice. It was just the most magical, moment, like, moment in mourning... And I knew while I was there that so many things were changing within my body, and I was downloading so many things, and I had dormant DNA being upgraded. Like, I knew so much was going on. And again, instead of just like, what's going on, trying to figure things out, I just like surrendered to it and enjoyed every second. Like, I could have stayed there probably all day. And the crazy thing is, they said, you know, as soon as we leave around like nine, 10 o'clock, there's just going to be droves of people. So yeah. we got, they're
0: like, there'll be 20 to 30,000. I mean, we got
1: a good three hours by ourselves. Like literally you guys, no one else was there. It was just us. Except we got, guards. yeah, the guards were there. The guards and the cats. <clears throat> the guards and the cats. But this, that experience that we got was just so special. So sacred. Well, and, and it's so
0: cool. Like going to that temple too, cause it's, they put it on an Island. So they actually had to move the entire temple Because they were moving this dam on the Nile River and moving the water to where the old site is completely like underwater, which is like pretty wild. So, yeah, they completely moved the temple there. So, yeah, we literally get done and there's probably like 50 boats like
1: just heading over and massive lines. So I was so grateful for that experience that we got by ourselves.
0: Yeah, it was it was awesome. So powerful. And then. So yeah, then one of the the last things we did is once again a nice early wake up call. We went
1: literally 3 am again.
0: Yeah, we went to the the Great Pyramid um and we were able to go up to the King's Chamber.
1: And we couldn't share any of this. Like we couldn't share
0: we can't share any pictures or anything. Yeah, we
1: couldn't share pictures. We couldn't even say that we got to go there early. So, I think we're fine at this point to share it on the podcast, but like yeah. pictures we were not allowed to share. We couldn't share anything from this because this was such a sacred experience and just realize like the guards do not view anything we were doing as sacred they were getting paid money that's the only reason they allowed this to ever happen and yeah. they had a relationship with our egyptologist
0: yeah uh egypt's like 90 percent muslim so they're very much like believing of that oh we never talked about we can talk about it later um so yeah so we went and had a holographic sound healing. and that was probably the most powerful healing we like did in the King's Chamber. And it's like, the King's Chamber is crazy. It's like 320 feet up in the air. So you have to like pretty much hike up there
1: on your knees. And it's crazy. I mean, I didn't go on my knees. So I was literally doing a squat the I was, whole time I was
0: bear crawling into like the chamber Yeah, you're itself. too tall
1: to you're too tall this <laughs> to squat. Crazy. Yeah, it was so crazy. My back after that I was like, "Oh my gosh."
0: Yeah, so that was amazing doing that experience was just like unreal. Yeah.
1: We were so loud like we got to kind of just, you know, make a like an um noise or whatever you felt called to do at the end of the holographic sound healing and it was so loud and echoing it was like vibrating our bodies but it was so loud it was going out of the pyramid so someone came in and made us they like wrap it up wrap it up yeah. because they didn't want anyone to hear outside of the pyramid and it was just like echoing so was that was so cool
0: so yeah there's there's some other things we'll we'll touch on some some to do with the, uh, our journey we're on right now together um that I think will tie in beautifully to some places we went as well but I think that that sums up a lot as far as like any additional feelings this was like the most powerful trip I've ever been on in my life yeah I don't trip by far
1: I don't think anything could ever top this if I'm being honest like I just don't I don't think so
0: yeah it was it was just so beautiful and it was yeah it was incredible like super exhausting and all of that but like amazing and then Flight home was nice. We got our premium seats we paid for. Like, everything was smooth and nice and got to sleep. But yes. So so that was great. Um, so, yeah. So then we, we get home. We get to see the kids. Super happy. All of that. And then... Go
1: to bed.
0: What happened to
2: Jalen? And
1: I woke up the next day. Literally the next day. I had my surgery that morning. Literally the next morning we got home. I don't know why I planned that like that, but I did. So go get my surgery, come home. And I'm like, I'm feeling weird. Bam, sick for 18 days. (laughs) Guys, I've never been sick that long, like in my entire existence. I don't feel like, let alone all at once. It was wild. So I think there has a lot. There's a lot in there. I think probably I got some human stuff. I swear I had two different sicknesses, like back to back, like COVID and flu, probably. Who knows? Um, I didn't go get tested because whatever, I don't care. I knew I needed to be in bed and rest and listen to my body. But on top of that, my messages, if you're on Instagram, you know I'm probably obnoxious sharing this so much, but I have been getting this message through every experience, through my meditation prayer, I mean everything, that it's time to slow down. Um, So that's been, that's literally what I feel like it happened for. I think I needed to just be in bed and integrate and slow down and let my body just like fully adjust. So as hard as that was, I did my best to like slow down and stay in bed.
0: You did. She was out. I she did my best. Cold. So yeah. Just try to take care of her and take care of the kids. So yeah. We did and it. so
1: now here we are and I know a lot of you guys have messaged and commented on things and asked like how our sex journey is going because we have been open and shared so much of that and Honestly, we were planning on getting here getting on here and sharing like every update until something happened on Friday and kind of just like completely flipped our world upside down. Um so yeah, there's we'll, our third we'll cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think the only other thing I wanted to touch on is Yeah, Egypt just like I don't know, it just opened us right up. Like I think obviously that's the way some of your sickness and some of those things. It was crazy. It was probably two and a half weeks after, a few days after you started feeling better, we took an edible, and it was the craziest experience of my life. It felt like I was like dropping into Aya for like... I don't know, like three hours. It was crazy. Which just shows
1: we were so wide open. We were like bold channeling. I had like inner child stuff coming (laughs) up.
2: It was crazy. Um, Not
1: something we necessarily need to dive into, but we were so wide open, like so broken wide open. So all the things. So So. if you're
0: looking for a powerful journey, going to one of the, what are those things? I just forgot the name. There's three in our head. Uh, They go down our entire body. The chakras? The chakras. I'm
1: like, what are you talking about? So, the three things in our head.
0: The energy centers. That's what I meant to say. So Egypt is one of like the chakras of the world. Mount Shasta is another one. We'll have to do a Mount Shasta recap. But yeah, and
1: we've been to two now. Yeah, Maybe we've been to more, but who knows?
0: Probably. So anyway, yeah. one of the If you're looking for a trip that's not just cool historically, but really feeling called after what we've shared... Um, reach out. We're more than happy to share who we went through. Um, they have
1: one more trip planned with our Egyptologist, and then he retires, so if you want to go like literally, they're going in April, and
0: well, he's retiring in three years. I said. know, but
1: this is the last no, he's oh. retiring in like a year, but this is the last trip he's doing with our with our holographic sound healing leader that that took us like this magical combination is only happening one more time,
0: yep, so if you're feeling called, reach out um. There's a reason why you listen to this and we're more than happy to share. So
1: And we're excited to share all the things to come.
0: All the fun journeys. Yeah.
1: We have lots we have lots to share.
0: We have a lot of, yeah, we have a lot to share. Mount Shasta, if we want to get into Aya, if we want to get into any past things we've done, but this is what we felt called to share right now. So thanks for listening.
1: And follow, subscribe, whatever you do on these platforms. <laughs> and Have the best day ever. You, I've been trying hard to keep my cool But when you're near, there's nothing that I can
2: do When you're walking in, I know it's true I, it doesn't even matter
1: how hard I try When I hear your voice, my walls come down Boy, you are the only thing